0: sanguine yeah we are a community of faith that are optimistic we are discovering the mystery and intrigue of a walk of faith so welcome so excited you're here today Hey everyone, welcome. Wow, it's yeah, it's good to be back. Hi as always I miss you guys, especially that Friday night group, the kids, the parents, the singles, all of you that come. You are so special to me, but yet everyone out there is so special to me and uh because community is special to me and you know, in this new, this new age, that online community is becoming just as important. And so I'm grateful for all of you, you sanguine community, you misfits that are created uniquely. You don't fit into the traditional mold. You don't like being classified where everybody else is because you're unique. You're special. You're created for a design specific purpose to have impact. And so many of you are already having impact. So just welcome, And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for your input as always. You guys are so gracious. I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate the communications. You guys are absolutely wonderful. Remember, I have a picture board set up. And so any of you that would like to add your picture to that picture board, it doesn't even have to be a picture of you. It could be a picture of something that you want to represent you. I'm getting really good for those of you that haven't sent me pictures, just visualizing you here. And as our community grows, I'm so grateful. So welcome. And uh, this podcast is all about being optimistic about life and about faith, rediscovering the mystery and intrigue in the Christian faith. You know, it's been classified in so many ways and maybe over-religitized. It is a vibrant, active thing to be a believer in Jesus, a follower of Jesus, or Jesus, a partner with the Holy Spirit. Those are all terms that define a wonderful, adventurous walk. And so just welcome as we talk about things of faith. And if you have a friend that's struggling with faith, been hurt by the church, I think they'll find a place where they can fit in here. So I just encourage you to share this with them. Um, and let's just build a wonderful community that just impacts and builds more community, and it's just a blessing that means you you make people around you happy and satisfied. Let's build that community. And as always, if you just want to talk to lonely old me, yeah, lonely old me, <laughs> I'm really not lonely. I am blessed with a wealth of friends, including all of you. So I'm far from lonely. I'm an incredibly blessed man, but you can contact me at 406- BigT at gmail.com. Hey, we're going to talk about a fancy word today just because it's fun and it's highly appropriate. That is entropy. And entropy is the measure of a closed system. Of the mounted disorder, and it also refers to the natural state that things return to, and so left on their own devices, they will move to randomness and disorganization. So how can we apply that to the Christian life? Not a big leap or a faith walk not ah, so much for the christian life that 's kind of terminology this past let 's talk about the the faith walk, the faith journey, the faith adventure with the big h s the holy Spirit. How can apply to that well it 's pretty simple, and maybe this is a short podcast because it is simple left on its own accord, and if you don't tend a faith walk, it will tend to fall apart and move to death. You think about any relationship that you have out there. If you don't tend it, if you don't maintain it, it will tend to fall apart. Now, there are those rare friendships, and I think they mainly occur with guys, because by the nature of guys, we're not real great at building solid, strong relationships, but some of us are, but most of us, yeah, it, it just doesn't tend to be our strong suit. Well, so it is with our faith walk. You know Systems that are growing and moving ahead are being torn apart and are moving to disorder. You think about your body. If you don't exercise your body, if you don't maintain your body, you don't move, you don't do the things that cause your body to be healthy, such as eating right. So you just fr- in, sit in front of the TV and you eat junk food. It's obvious. And we've seen so many people that have been like morbidly obese. That means morbid. You know that word? Deathly Obese. And I think it's highly appropriate because you look at their lives and you look at their functionality, they're basically dead, but they're still breathing. And so they haven't been tending. And so their whole body has been moving to a state of like death and disorganization. And so it is with our faith walk. As we become into relationship with Jesus, our faith walk needs tending. And how do we tend a faith walk? Well, it's really simple. Well, it may not be simple because... And you guys, I apologize, but relationships generally come pretty natural to me. And I know that there's a lot of you out there that it doesn't. And so for me, like one of the things that does not come naturally is music. I don't care how hard I try to clap on beat. I can't. So many times during church, people have turned around because I'm a very enthusiastic worshiper and that means like singing and clapping. It's like what you do at a football game. You cheer for your side. And so I'm cheering during church, what they call a worship service. But, you know, it's just a rally for God. You're just like, you're cheering on your favorite. And so when I go to church and I'm in a worship service, and it's a little more than that. But it also can be as simple as that. I'm cheering on God. and I'm saying, yay, you know, thanks for what you're doing in my life. Like I would be cheering on my football team. I am like cheering and that is what worship is. And so as I'm doing that, I'm very enthusiastic. I am very not, not, not talented. And so I tended to start clapping very randomly, not in any cadence with the music or any kind of rhythm or any kind of thing that like adds um, adds to the music, but basically distracts. And so well-meaning other cheerers on of uh, the big HS and the big JC and the father turn around and try to help me by, you know, that slow clapping and trying to help me catch. I try so hard and I just can't do it. I try so hard to sing on note. I, you know, I I just can't do that. And to those of you that have that talent, I am so excited for you. I'm not envious because God has given me my own talents. I'm just blessed by you. And as I listen to you, my friend Jad, who is so creative and so talented with music, you guys, if you get a chance to look him up, if you want to find music that's new and original and not your normal, look up Jad Souza. I, I believe you can find him on YouTube. What a delight. And just experience his talent. He is so talented. Hey, you guys, just a quick insert. And uh, this is my testing my audio uh editing skills here, but my friend Jad Sousa, who does the music and uh, does a fantastic job. You can find him on YouTube under quiet local, and uh, you can listen to some of his music. And he's also on Instagram and Facebook. So find him, give him a listen. And uh... with relationships, I just kind of have an innate sense to know what to do with family, with friends, I, I, I just kind of do. And so for me, that comes pretty simple. And so what I realized is that if you want a healthy relationship, it is like a plant or anything. Well, not anything, but it needs daily tending like a plant. It needs water. It needs sunshine. So people need, and especially, you know, your family and, and your friends, they need interaction. They need encouragement. They need insight. They need vulnerability. They need all the things that human interactions have. They need love. Sometimes they need a little chastisement. All those things go into building a healthy relationship. So if you don't and you withhold, the natural tendency is those relationships will unravel, and then pretty soon you have statements like, "I don't love you anymore." I I, I don't know what changed, but I just I don't have feelings for anymore. Or, Every time I look at you, I get angry. Entropy is a natural thing that happens. And so you have to be proactive. If you do nothing, it will not stay the same. Let me say that again. If you do nothing, it will not stay the same. So relationships with your family and your friends, you have to be proactive to counteract entropy because things will move to a natural state of disorder and randomness or death. And so things, die. so things that you care about, you have to input into. And chances are that you do. But sometimes our priorities get a little whacked, and there are aspects of our life, and for men and for women, often work comes into that. And so we will not pour into our relationships. And we often have very solid relationships, but we let them degrade because we're busy and we put focuses on other things. Let me just tell you that when you do that, I don't know what the time frame is, but eventually it will reach a point where it will fall apart, that all the strands and all the strength that you've woven into a relationship, if you don't tend to, that will happen. Well, the same is true with God, but God doesn't go anywhere. Like God has done a lot of things to overcome entropy and a natural state of disorder. When you look at the Old Testament and the laws and the Mosaic code that was set up, that was, and (laughs) I haven't talked with God about this, but an observation of that is, is that the Mosaic code was to counteract entropy. The degradation and the like, uh, falling apart of the relationship with God because there were specific rules and sacrifices set up to keep the focus on God. And so we think of that as a burden, but really in the Old Testament, the rules and the regulations were set up as a way to keep us connected with God. You guys, it's, it's oftentimes how we view things that God has set up. As we don't understand God's perspective, and sometimes we don't understand the good it has with us. Because as we stay connected with God, God knows everything. Remember how I talked about the Holy Spirit is the best search engine? That's because he knows everything. Okay, not just something, everything. And the same is true of Jesus, and the same is true of the Father. So when we stay connected in a healthy, active relationship, we are connected with the one who knows everything he, at this very instant, simultaneously sees the past, present, and the future. Uh huh. Yeah. You remember how we talked about time from God's perspective? It's like a pool of water where you immerse into it and it all exists at the same time. Wouldn't you want to be connected with someone like that? Same thing. God is, and this is a, a big word, omnipresent. He is everywhere, He can be everywhere. So no matter where you are, God can be there. And so God, through his attributes and through the rules and regulations of the Mosaic Code, which we don't necessarily follow because Jesus is the fulfillment of that, and that's a whole nother thing. But those of you that are really uh, self-taught and self-motivated, go after that and find out how Jesus fulfilled those. Look at the prophecies. Look at all the things that Jesus fulfilled. It will blow your freaking mind. It literally will. It's like if you were ever a doubter, you will not doubt anymore because Jesus has fulfilled so much and there's so much evidence that Jesus is a fulfillment. A little side note, by the way, after the temple was destroyed, the Jews who counted on the ritual of sacrifice in the Mosaic Code, have not been able to do that. And I think that has had a toll on those that have refused Jesus as the Messiah, as the fulfillment of the prophecies that they were looking forward to, and not being able to keep their connection with God. And they've had to work extra hard. Now, on another note, and this is just my opinion, but I think God has withheld that because he so desperately wants to point the Jewish people to Jesus. And if you have Jewish friends, pray for them, reach out to them. Maybe they're Messianic Jews, praise God. But if they're still looking for the Messiah, that's a great simple point to point out to them. It's like... Why do you think the temple hasn't been rebuilt and that God could rebuild it? But he's withheld that because that's God wants them to look to Jesus to find the fulfillment. And so, yes, I'm sidetracking. And so Jesus comes and Jesus fulfills the law and he becomes the burden bearer, the perfect sacrifice that's able to carry our sins away as far as the east is from the west. They are no longer Relevant and he has torn in the New Testament, he ta- talks about he torn the veil in the temple, and that is a very, very specific reference to the separation of God and man. And no longer is God and man separated, that there's a connection that was, you know, reiterated by uh, Martin Luther, who posted the 99 Theses and talked about how, you know, our relationship is with God directly. And so there's no separation. And so God has done his part. He wants to interact with us. Look back. As sin separated us in the garden, look back before. And what was the intent of the garden? God walked with them in the evening. He fellowshiped with them. And there was personal interaction. If you ever doubt what God's intent is, go back to the very beginning, before the entrance of yeah, not getting it right, because they didn't obey God with the fruit, right? They didn't get it right, period. And, and and they're both to blame, right? We can blame the woman, but they're they're both to blame. And so they didn't get it right. But God's original intent was to walk with them and meet with them. And so first was the law, and it's God made provision that keep connected with his people through the law. What a blessing, the law. We look at the law as a burden, and it was a burden. And it served a purpose. It served a purpose that no one could become justified. That means become right with God by fulfilling it because it was impossible that we all don't get it quite right and we end up with sin because everything we do, every action does not hit the bullseye. Every thought does not hit the bullseye. Now, I learned something interesting the other day from a great friend of mine as we were postulating some uh, stuff that we do when we sit around and smoke cigars. Yes, I smoke cigars. And we have theological discussions. And we were we were talking about the time between uh, the law and where it was Adam and Eve. And there were people, because there was no provision to make it to heaven. And there was really no provision of any kind or any standard because the law hadn't been set up. But there was obvious that there was sin. And, and we see it in the garden and we see it outside the garden. And we continue to see it up until the release of the Mosaic Code. Even though there's no standard, there's obviously wrongdoing. And in Acts, it calls this a time of ignorance. Interesting. And uh, in that, it says God chose during that time to overlook his standards. And that's his option. He never compromised his standards. He never changed his standards. But people for like Enoch and Elisha, you know, and we don't know the others. Those are just the stories that were told about them that where they were taken up into heaven And we don't know about the others, but God doesn't change his standards, but he has the authority and the power that he can overlook, which he did. So that's a little side note, but it's also that God loves mankind. And if you read the scriptures and you see that you see God doesn't love mankind, I would just ask you to try again and lay down your preconceived notions, lay down maybe judgments that you've had against people that haven't lived out their faith in perfection, which by the way, is most of us. And that's why grace is so important for us and that we operate in grace. But God has made a provision. And so he has done his side of this whole relationship deal. And he has done so much to like avert entropy, the natural degradation and death of a relationship. And what else did he do? Yeah. Mm hmm. Are you thinking what I am? Yeah, he sent the big HS to be with us on a daily thing. If you haven't accessed the Holy Spirit as a friend and a comforter and someone that you talk to on a daily basis, I'm, I'm just telling you, you're missing out. Hey, let's just take a minute. Why don't you introduce yourself to him? Hey, Holy Spirit, I, I just want to introduce you to my friends out there that uh, haven't met you. Well, you just come in and speak to them and reassure them and show them your goodness. And I encourage you out there. Yeah, I talk to the Holy Spirit like he's really there because he is. You guys, this is a faith walk, okay? (laughs) But I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit is going to strengthen your faith by answering and speaking to you if you let him. And so just give him permission. Say, hey, come on in. And yeah, you know that Jesus who uh, you know, the burden bearer for all those shortcomings that I have and will have Yeah, I accept his work, and he is good, and I want to be in relationship with him. Man, you're on your start. And so God has made every provision, brought every resource in, and he even says in Galatians, and he talks about, you know, to abide in him and he will abide in you. He has promises that says, I will never leave you or forsake you, so you don't have to worry about God holding up his end. He has done his end to prevent entropy, the disorganization, the the uh, tendency to move to chaos and disorder. God has overcome that. And in God's very nature, because he operates outside of this closed system, and I guess it's not a closed system, because God can't input into this closed system. God's out operates outside of the laws of nature and physics and he can (laughs) you know just look at the scriptures you know it's evidence that god works outside of time it's evidence that god can transport people from one place to another it's evidence that god can stop hold the sun and moon that god can like move a shadow cause a shadow to move that God can heal, that He can restore things that are moving to death, and He can reverse that. So would you not want to maintain a relationship with that kind of God that can reverse death? You know, so much money because I follow like anti-aging podcasts, and I, that's I kind of geek out on that kind of stuff because I have an incredibly beautiful wife, and I'm trying not to look too old, so it, it still looks like we're we're similar, and I want her to feel like I'm her handsome hunk dude, which she still does. She's so gracious. But aging is that same process that we're moving. Our skin begins to say, and it wants to read. Well, I was doing this podcast and my battery ran out on my computer. And so the very last part of this didn't get recorded. So, hey, I'm, I'm picking it up again. So if there's a little discontinuity, it's just because I ran out of battery. But as, as we were talking about and wrapping up here is that. Yeah, we fight anti-aging as things begin to return to gravity. You think about even your adipose tissue as it wants, and it's moving towards the ground. We move to degradation and randomness and disorganization. Yet yeah, God. And if we stay close with God and if we tend our relationship, he works outside of those natural laws, the laws of gravity, the laws of aging. We see before sin Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve's offsprings, that the life that they lived in the earth, and it was like they lived a long time. They still died because sin sin brings in death. But as we move farther from that time, you know, death is closer. And, And I wonder some of that is that in that time, there was God was intensely close and as sin he has moved away, but he has made a way again for us to be close, and that's where the focus needs to be on that. He has made a way for us to be close. What I'm intrigued about, as we wrap up here, is that I've known older people that have walked intensely close with Jesus and not a religious relationship because I hate religion, as I know you guys do. The Sanguine community, you want the genuine, and you're not after religion, and those of you that are maybe just starting to listen to this podcast, you probably had a taste of religion, and you don't want that. These older people are people of faith and they're fun to be around because the walk has been exciting. It has been adventurous. And the crazy thing is you ask them how old they are and you can't hardly believe it because they're full of joy and vitality because they have discovered, you know, there's a lot of people that claim to have a walk of faith and, and they probably do to some degree because I can't judge that. But I think in a lot of regards, they haven't discovered and I'm still discovering this, The absolute joy and fun of walking with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Is it easy? No. Can it be absolutely delightful and fun? Mostly, you know, he weeps when we weep and there are things that we weep. And that's part of life because he promised that we'd have trouble. But walking close with the God that works outside of those laws, that has, that loves us so much, that does so much so we can live a full life and that we can live in relationship with him. What a great reason to stay close with him. He has done everything to prevent the degradation of our, of our relationship with him. And so our part is just getting together with him, developing that friendship, you guys, as you fall in love with somebody. And this is what needs to happen with our walk with the, with uh, Jesus and the big HS and the Father is that we fall in love with them by spending time with them. We get to know their character. We read in the word of God and understand their character. And as we walk with them, their character begins to influence us. And so it is like when I walk with my wife and I'm in love with my wife, I desire to spend time with her and find out more about her. And so you guys, to live the fullest possible life, it is to just stay in relationship with God. And, you know, when we're in relationship with God, I think of it as a garden, because as we're close to him, he feeds good stuff into us. In our lives, there's always things growing. You know, it talks, the Bible talks about sin and, and you know, the, the bad fruit of the spirit. But the Bible also talks about the good fruit of the Spirit. And when we're walking close with the Holy Spirit, He begins to shine His light and He puts His nutrients into our life. And guess what happens? We become this luscious wonderful garden where the Holy Spirit is nourishing and growing things in us. And guess what happens when people come in contact with us and they interact with us? They get a taste of the fruit of the Spirit. Their lives are nourished. Their lives are enriched. And so One of the things you can do is like, if you want to be a blessing to others, get your relationship with the big HS and Jesus and the father and just tend that. So their nutrients and their sunshine comes in and grows your garden and you will naturally become a blessing to those around you. You will be like for someone walking into like a vineyard with sweet, sweet grapes and they're parched and they're thirsty and they pick from the fruit and they're like, oh, this is so refreshing. I know every one of you out there want to be refreshing to the people around you that as you come into interaction with them, that they are refreshed, they're nourished. If they're in a dry desert, parched land, you walk into the room or they walk into your room and there is immediately a quenching of their thirst and their pain. Yeah, that's what happens as we work against the entropy that naturally works against our lives, because remember, doing nothing will still cause segregation. You have to actively do that. But if you do, there's a huge blessing. You become and you grow fruit of the spirit that blesses those around you. And I know that's what you want. That's what I want in my life. I want to be a blessing. I really appreciate my friends and family and I want to be a blessing to them. I really appreciate you guys. It's been fun talking about a a little uh, entropy here and how to prevent entropy and how to grow and just be an asset and a blessing around you. And so my friends, let me just pray for you. Holy Spirit, thank you that you have made every possible way for us to stay connected with you and your desire and you call and you woo us to you. We answer the call and we say, yes, we want to interact with you. We want relationship with you. And so for my friends, bless them with your presence this week. And just again, I declare your favor and goodness over them. And I just pray these wonderful things in the name of our burden bearer, Jesus. Amen. My friends have a fantastic week and uh, we We'll talk with you next week.